Well, welcome to Red Sky Radio, formerly now the Robin Walter Show. God bless you. Just to let you know, you can contribute to this program any way you so choose, either to Red Sky Radio, which is sort of the uh, parent company, which makes it sound like I'm a really big deal. I'm not. It's just the that's the ministry title. The program is the Robin Walter Show, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. God bless those of you who do support it, we we need you. You help us. You help expand the program. Uh, this host takes nothing, never has. I contribute my own stamps, okay? End of the promo. Today's program, which we will get to the details a little bit later, but is entitled The Left's Real Problem with Donald Trump. Uh, you don't want to miss this. It's just a, There's just sometimes I feel like, God has given me some insight, and then I read some things by people who are smarter than I am, uh, wh- who I can quote, or at least more knowledgeable, let me put it that way, more knowledgeable, and I integrate it, and here we are. But before we launch on that, I want to cover a couple of other things up front, like I frequently do. Okay, the FBI has a terrorist screening database known in their industry as the TSDB. Okay, they have arrested, well, actually the Border Patrol is operating this one, but the Border Patrol has indicated that they have caught 10 certified terrorists in less than one month time between mid, well, one month between mid-June and mid-July, coming across the southern border, of course. Uh, Joe Biden's Ali Ali Oxen and Free uh, portal. That makes 66 this year. Now, these are only the ones we've caught, and they're coming by it. People are coming in by the thousands. Well, we're into the millions now, aren't we? This is a hundred percent, 66 is a hundred percent more in six months than in the previous five years combined. That tells you what Joe, no brains, no cojones, no morals, Biden is doing to this country. Now, the people voted him in, presumably. I still think the election was stolen, but even if Trump really did win 52-48, the fact that 48% of the people voted for Joe Biden sort of means we got the government we deserved. All right, as Madison or Adams said, one of those two guys, Got the government we deserve. If we are that gone and we still don't seem to get it. But this is, in my opinion, there's there's a passage, I wish I had it right in front of me, where it says that God, because because of their sins, gave them laws and statutes that they actually like. In other words, God is allowing and giving, uh, gave Israel statutes and things which were not good things, but they complied with the heart of the people, which was wicked. Okay, you want it? Here you go. You got it. Now you live under it till everything collapses and you come crying and screaming and begging with crocodile tears back to me. If you 
did not hear last week's program, Can America Be Saved? You need to go on the podcast and get it. Now, we had technical problems horrifically last week. We still have some today. We're just got to power through this. I've got to get off from my travel here, what, what I'm doing, and back to where I can have somebody help us uh, with the issues that we've had, but we're going to do the best we can. But So when you listen to that, there's a ticking in the background. But I think now it's actually an appropriate ticking because it's like a ticking time bomb. That's what we are in this country. This is a program of warning. This is a watchman on the wall program. I do my best 24-7 walking the wall to see who's coming our way and then warn the people accordingly, like Ezekiel did, because that's actually where the watchman of the wall uh, analogy, if you will, comes out. And then if the people don't follow it, you know, then, then they're now held accountable. This is how bad it is, and it's going to get worse by this next fact. The fentanyl deaths from people coming from the fentanyl coming across the border is so bad that there is a 1,000% increase in a year and a half from fentanyl deaths. In other words, since Joe has come into office, a 1,000% increase in fentanyl deaths in the U.S. It is now so bad, I don't have all the cities, there are four cities now, that they can't take any more dead people because their morgues are filled. I remember one was Marion County, Indiana. I think one was in Georgia. I don't remember where the other two were. That wasn't that important, but there were four. Sold out. No vacancy sign hanging outside the county morgue or the city morgue. And the terrorists are just crossing willy-nilly. Well, okay, moving on. Blown opportunity by Biden there, but he didn't just blow it. This is intentional. Joe Biden hates America. Democrats hate America. This is not accidental. This is intentional hatred. This is a hatred of the United States designed to take us down and make it part of one stupid crap all of one world government. And I'm going to fight it all the way. Now we get on to Rochelle Walensky, the uh, CDC chick. Sorry, Rochelle, you don't get any respect from me. Not after you and your little buddy, Anthony Fauci, and his backup group, the Faucinistas, have lied and then lied and then lied and then lied. And then under fear that Trump is going to come back, Fauci decides, of course, to retire. Don't let the screen door slap you in the rear end. Tony, baby, on the way out. So she comes out the other day and says, quote, we've made some mistakes, but now you can trust us. End quote. Can you believe that? We've made some mistakes, but now you can trust us. We haven't been able to trust you with anything. You have been wrong on everything and on purpose. Either, Rochelle, you're part of the plot or you're ridiculously, overwhelmingly, unbelievably stupid. Easily deceived. Maybe we should call you Eve Walensky. The estimated deaths 
caused by just our government and pushing the crappy vaccines, which do not work, they have never worked, you're more likely to get COVID now than ever if you've, been, if you've gotten the shot and the booster. You know who's not getting COVID? The people who had it and just had natural immunity, never got a shot, never got a booster. They're the ones that are going to survive this. These are the ones that are not going to have uterine cancer. These are the ones who are, that are, are, are not going to have um, unelected abortions, if you will, miscarriages, which are up over 1,000%, uterine cancer up 1,800% by those who have taken a stupid-ass shot. Sorry, but that's just how, I, that's how angry I am at our own government. Who's supposed to protect us against all enemies? foreign and domestic, and they are now the domestic enemy? 500,000 conservatively have died in the United States because of government lies, Pfizer profits. You know, keep this up. And our own government's going to make Adolf Hitler look like a humanitarian. Or check this one out. Canada has not had anything but, has not had accidental deaths of their doctors in 30 years that are under a certain age of, I think, 35. I mean, if they have a car accident, yes. But their doctors dying of heart attacks, they, they were, people can't find any records in Canada that would indicate that there have been any, zero in 30 years. 14 young Canadian doctors have died in nine months, all post-vaccine, all post-poison shot. And now the CDC, Rochelle, comes out trying to reestablish her credibility. She never had any, but she got about 200 million goons in this country to believe her. Sorry if you took the shot. I, I, I'm, I'm so angry at this deception and being dealt the death blow by those who want us to have a smaller population. Like Yuvari Harari, Yuval Harari said the other day, the top advisor to World Economic Forum leader, Klaus Schwab, who is probably the most powerful man in the world, he said, quote, We just don't need the vast majority of the population anymore, end quote. Oh, oh, and who are they teamed up with? Oh, Bill Gates, Bill Gates Foundation, Fauci, we go right on down the line. So the CDC announces, meaning they admit, they made it as an announcement, but it's an admission, that the vax are worthless. Seriously, they have essentially said that the vaccines are worthless worthless, that the elevated, enormous risk in infection comes from those who have had the shots with boosters. There's an 80% higher risk of catching COVID if you've had the shot and a booster as opposed to those who got natural immunity, which they said doesn't work, doesn't work, doesn't work. While we listen to these lies from Joe and, and Tony, baby, and Rochelle Get the shot. You'll be safe. You won't get it. Wear the mask. You'll be safe. The masks are totally and utterly worthless unless you plan to rob a bank. That's your only really good reason I could see for a mask is if you're thinking about robbing a bank. 
The Journal of the American Medical Association has come out and said that the more vaccines we have, the more COVID we will have. And then they'll say, well, at least it was not real severe. Well, some people have died, have gotten COVID after a gazillion shots. Some, some people have died. They just won't admit it. They just say, well, so-and-so died. It's like two of the doctors, that they're trying to refute the deaths in Canada of these doctors, two of them drowned. But they just drowned in pools. They say, well, they dried it down. No. Well, the reason they did is because they had a heart attack, and that's why they drowned. But that's not the cause of death that they'll give is a COVID-related shot. I mean, the COVID shot and the related heart attack. The heart attack occurs while in their water. They drown. Then they attribute it to drowning. It happens all the time. Pfizer CEO, Walensky, Biden, Fauci, all said the vax is 100% effective. And what have we found out? It is 100% useless. People say, well, I didn't have it as bad as I would have had. How do you know what you would have had? If you had natural immunity, you wouldn't have had anything. You actually, you actually catch COVID easier having had the shot. Absolute proof. Absolute proof. They 100% effective, it's 100% useless. Sorry. Well, they've got to continue to cover it up, and here's why. The law protects these emergency orders for vaccines. Law protects the manufacturers from getting sued. But there's this huge, enormous exception. And that is if people can prove that there has been fraud, purposeful misrepresentation by Moderna, Pfizer, whoever's making whatever. That's why they go to the mat to cover it up. Because if they are exposed for their crimes, they lose, according to the law, I read the law, they lose their cover. They lose their protection. They get sued, and Pfizer and every single one of them should be out of business. The people making the decisions should be in prison or executed for all the people that they participated in killing. You know what? I'm not even going to get to my other thing if I don't knock this off, but uh, I need to cover this one. We've got a lot of listeners in California. I've lived there most of my life, no longer. No more. Unless God calls me back, but I haven't gotten that tap on the shoulder at this point. I just have to read this article. I, it, it's going to come off better if I just simply read it because it's a California bill that is now going to force healthcare workers to attend pro-tranny indoctrination classes. i just just going to read it from Breitbart here. The California legislature is voting on a bill that would mandate health professionals professionals to undergo transgender cultural competency classes. The classes would cover, quote, inclusive terminology, end quote. Oh, how sweet, how tender, how touching, as well as, quote, historical and contemporary exclusion and oppression, end quote, of transgender people and, quote, the difference between personal values, and professional responsibilities with regard to serving TGI people. Transgendered individuals. We got an acronym, TGIs. And it's not TGIF, folks. It's just TGI. 
So maybe it's now LGBTQRSTUVWXYZTGI. Let's just keep adding one sin after another. And if you listen to last week's program, you'll see how we are doomed for judgment in this country. And it started. Start already. Continuing. It just gets better. The California Senate bill 923 would mandate that health professionals would also have to attend an additional class every time a complaint is filed against them. There's no indication that the complaint has to be verified, true, substantiated in any way, shape, or they just get a complaint. So you've got some screwed up tranny who's simply a queer who's trying to justify his attraction to the same sex by pretending he's the opposite sex. Just file a complaint. Make it up. Send the doctor to continuing ed classes. Evil continuing ed classes. The California Family Council called the bill an attempt to shame health care workers into doing sterilizing trans treatments. For if someone complains that a medical worker is still failing to provide trans-inclusive health care, you know, you know what trans-inclusive health care is? Get them to a Holy Ghost tent revival and get them delivered. Or if they refuse to use transgender pronouns, that employee will have to repeat the training all over again. They've also explained that, quote, complaints that are found to be valid. Now, now they make a distinction. Claims that are invalid, they still have to go through the training. Even if it's invalid. If it's valid, then it just gets worse. Because then the complaint will be made public with further sanctions that will be issued. You know, this is what's going to happen. California is so stinking screwed up. If the doctors had any cojones, any morals, they would get up and leave. Leave California without doctors. Just let them suffer in their own stench. I mean, if it's got to get worse to get better, let it get worse. Maybe they'll come to the point where they actually do cry out for help, mercy, and Jesus. I, my anxiety here is because of all the people I love in that state that are still there and seem to have a hard time separating themselves because of the perfect weather. Screw the perfect weather. When your freedom is at, health, at risk, your health is at risk, your savings are at risk, your morals are at risk. The cultural competency classes would be required to be carried out by a transgender organization. Oh, my gosh. Let's have the prisoners in the prison teach criminal law. Jeez. How can people be so stupid? One such organization called Break the Binary is led by a tranny couple. The organization, tranny couple, what the heck does that, you know what, I don't want to know what they look like. I don't want to see them. The organization offers training on a number of topics with titles like trans and non-binary health. And the keynote speech titled, A Call to Action, Allyship and Advocacy. Allyship and Advocacy. Former Deputy General Counsel of the Department of Education, Candace Johnson, told Breitbart News that if passed the bill, 
will be a financial windfall to activist groups that promote myths and spiritual pro- propositions and not facts or information. Thank you, Candace. There's one squared away person in the Department of Education. No one should go to a doctor's appointment only to be misgendered, harassed, or even refuse treatment, said Mr. Weiner, a classic Weiner. Why are all the people named Weiners just Weiners? Uh, he's queer, of course, and he was in the California legislature. So the release notes that the bill would require health plans to have an accessible search function that will allow the patients to search out, apparently, the tranny-friendly doctor of their choice. For Wiener's press release said, this gender-affirming care includes chest reconstruction. This is in the bill, folks. Chest reconstruction, mastectomy, facial feminization surgery, hysterectomies, voice masculinization or feminization, hormone therapy related to gender dysphoria or intersex conditions, gender-affirming gynecological care, or voice therapy related to gender dysphoria or intersex conditions. i got to quit reading this because I'm going to puke. This is so sick. You know, Israel, at its worst, was not this bad. You know, we've killed a lot more babies than they offered up as child sacrifices. They're probably tens of thousands, maybe 100,000. We're at 63 million. But now you've got a school in Illinois. The first one is starting to having a class, mandatory class for third graders, boys only. How to act more like a girl. My goodness. I don't know why. I mean, at some point, do some of these teachers get to smell the muzzle end of an AR-15? Smell it. Remember what I said. Just smell it. Do they have to be threatened? They need to be jailed. The ones who have done serious damage that's caused children to get screwed up, commit suicide, they need to have capital punishment. Oh, my goodness. You want to see, hear a difference between the left and the right on this issue, it's summed up in two names, Gavin Grusom and Ron DeSantis. I loved DeSantis' speech this last week where he was quoting liberally from Ephesians 6. Oh, my gosh. He just simply, boldly brought the Word of God into the public square. And just let the banana heads go crazy. California wants to become a sanctuary state for people who identify as transgender. States across the country, even the FDA, are starting to wake up to the risk of this gender transition treatment for minors. But I got to tell you, in July, the Food and Drug Administration slapped a warning label on puberty blockers after six girls between the ages of 5 and 12, suffered severe side effects, including tumor-like brain masses and eye paralysis. You see, this is amazing. The FDA doesn't do any studies, just like Rochelle Walensky, just like Pfizer, just like Anthony Fauci. They didn't do any studies. 
because the studies would have indicted them. The studies would have condemned them. The studies would have proven them guilty beyond a reasonable doubt for doing damage to the American public, just like these things do damage to the kids. If, if adults want to get fooled, if adults want to act out of fear, if adults want to get stupid, what have you, but don't do it to 8-year-olds, 7-year-olds, 6-year-olds. <clears throat> no, those people being to be jailed for life. And if they have committed things that have resulted in the deaths of individuals directly or indirectly, they ought to be executed. And I think I have the word of God on that. If I got to go to the passages next week in Scripture to substantiate that, I will. Well, oh, sorry, folks, taking a long time to get to the topic of the day. But we've arrived, well, sort of. We've arrived while we're on our way out in this country. Listen to last week's program, please. I'm sorry, it just keeps cycling around in my head. It's a ticking sound in my head. Listen to it. You will see that we cannot get out of this. If we have a wholesale repentance in this country, we do not escape without punishment. Listen to it. Write down the verses. I did a Bible study this morning with some men, men of courage. What a great title for that group. Got a chance, and I, and I did most of that program. I'm going to be doing this message in Arizona in a couple of weeks at a church. Be a couple hundred there about how we have to be ready to take the punishment, even if there's wholesale repentance. And if there isn't wholesale repentance, forget about the prayer saving the nation. The nation is not going to be, if we're being judged for our sins, the nation is not going to be saved if the nation doesn't quit sinning. If we continue on in the same behavior which brought us the judgment, where would there and why should there be any relief? There isn't. The Bible makes it clear. And if you heard that program, go listen to it again. It's that poignant. So the left's real problem with Trump. I'm going to start off with the answer, and then I'm going to work backwards. I'm going to go. I'm going to state my proclamation here. I would state my point, and then we will dive into the evidence. After that, the real, the left's real problem with Donald Trump is you, and I, and people like us. It's you. It's I. It's people like us. We're That's the left's real problem with Trump is because we have somebody fighting our case, our cause. We're lined up behind him. And until they can make him go away, they don't think they can get us to go away. You see, we're independent. We have a desire for righteousness. We have a Second Amendment right unique among all the nations of the world. We have an America first mentality. Nothing wrong with that. And in fact, you know, I just thought of this. The people that have a problem, well, we're, we want to be first. America first. Let's put our own interests first. And they think that somehow that's bad, somehow that's critical, whatever. You know what I just thought of? How many of these people will go to their son or daughter's sports event and hoot and howl like a crazy maniac because they want 
their team to win. They want their son to do well. They want their daughter to be first. They want to be first in sports. They will go to some Chicago Bears thing, even though the Bears are losers. But they'll scream their heads off because why? They want their team to be first. Why is it okay for everything that we love and are tied to and have a bond with in the natural, whether it's our school colors, whether it's our college alma mater, whether it's some football or basketball team, whether it's the USA and Olympics? Why is all of that okay, but somehow putting America first on the stage of world politics is dastardly evil? You see the hypocrites they are? Thank you, God. He just gave that to me. Trump has a lot of followers. Well, more now, after the Mar-a-Lago fiasco, which, of course, they designed thinking that they could make him go away politically, and if they could make him go away politically, then we will go away politically, and we'll just shut up and take the left-wing medicine. Uh, They don't know us very well, do they? This is the enemy. This is Satan pushing the envelope, thinking that he can bury us, and he goes full steam ahead, slams it into high gear, and then he hits a brick wall and realizes that whoever he has driving his assassination vehicle hit a wall, and they are the ones not wearing a seatbelt. So I hope this just incredibly backfires like you just can't even believe. On the left, and I think it is. I don't. Trump wasn't dead in the water, but he was making, doing great strides. But to the extent that he took a hit or a dent from Mar-a-Lago, in some respects, he is now going to ride high. We got Democrats who now have decided. I think I got to vote for the guy. Independents are coming over and say, "Look, if they can do it to him, guess what? They can do it to me." They go look in the mirror and say, "I might be next." Rob Walter, we'll be right back. The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to The Robin Walter Show, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Or go to robinwalter.net and use PayPal. That's The Robin Walter Show, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Or robinwalter.net and use PayPal. Thank you. Well, you know, we don't have any music going in and out of that break, do we? And that's the problem we are still wrestling with, trying to fix. Haven't gotten there. We're going to get there. I got a lot of great songs I love to play. They aren't necessarily scriptural, but they aren't unscriptural either. Okay, so that's my defense. Okay, I want to read something to you. I hope I can get through it. I'm going to quote liberally from a fabulous article by Michael Anton. But I'm also going to inject my thoughts concurrently into this piece, which I'm not, it's going to be too hard to separate who's saying what. 
go attribute the whole thing to Michael Anton, about half of it or at least a good third of it are my comments, but it doesn't matter. He wrote something that really struck me called, They Can't Let Him Back In. And so I'm going to start out with a quote from him here, and then I'll get to some comments. Why Trump can't be let in. Mr. Anton says in this piece, he says, the people who really run the United States of America have made it clear that they can't or won't, if they can help it, allow Donald Trump to be president again. If the regime felt that strongly back then, imagine how they feel now. But you don't have to imagine. They tell you every day. Liz Cheney has said that 45th president is literally the greatest threat facing America today. Oh, yeah. Greater than China. Greater than our crashing economy. Greater than our unraveling civil society. Greater than our border problems. You see, not, I'm, here I am. And I, it, it, when Trump doesn't go away, they keep ratcheting up. They just think that we got to try harder. We got to make up more stuff. We got to raise the persecution because if we don't dr- get them driven out and he does return, we are screwed. And yeah, they would be. And Trump ought to, will, should have the house cleaning of history by cutting the entire national budget in half. Let all those feckless, gutless federal employees that have been badgering us. Go. Let him find real jobs. Let her be an enormous housing glut in Washington, D.C. and Northern Virginia. Well, he goes on to say it's safer and generally more accurate to assume that your adversaries mean what they say. If you doubt this, ask yourself, when was the last time that the left acted more moderately than they talk? Wow. So true. And just what is so terrible about Trump anyway? Do Trump's faults really warrant tearing the country apart by shutting out half of the country from the political process? Consider the economy was strong when he was in, markets were up, inflation under control, gas prices were low, illegal border crossings were down, crime was lowered, trade deals were renegotiated, ISIS was defeated, the NATO allies were finally stepping up to the plate, China was stepping back a little bit. Deny that all if you want to. The point here is that something like 100 million Americans believe that he did all that and they believe it strongly. I'm one of that 100 million. You likely are. Are we bewildered or are we angry by the elitist hatred for the man that they think delivered all that success to us. And if they hate him, they hate those who put him in there. They hate us. They hate those who want to put him back in there or a person of like ilk. Right now, I don't see that person. I want Ron DeSantis. He's fabulous. Best governor in the recent history of the United States, maybe 30, 40 years. And I'm only going back to where I don't remember anymore. So maybe he's better than anybody for a lot longer than that. But we need a totally free state. And we need one. And maybe Florida is it. So Mr. Anton goes on to say here, nor was Trump's record all that radical, much less so than that of Joe Biden, who is now using school lunch funding 
to push gender ideology on poor kids. Now, we covered that last week or two weeks ago. You don't get your lunch money. Joey doesn't give you your lunch money unless you're screwing up these little kids with tranny this and queer that and boys acting like girls and girls being boys and going out and having surgeries and puberty blockers and all that stuff from the pit of hell. You don't get your lunch money, school. Screw the lunch money, Joe. We'll come up with it some other way. We'll have fundraisers. Kick your sorry butt out of our public school and keep the rest of your money. Just like the fabulous Hillsdale College hasn't taken a dime of stinking government money for decades. They raise it all for their students, and they produce incredible students. I'm just throwing this in there just because it hit me. It's the only school that I really feel like helping my grandchildren go to financially. Well, hey, grandpa's privilege, huh? Well, while Trump's core mega agenda is really not outside the historical mainstream, it is distinctly outside the present regime's core interests. Anton goes on to say, our rulers' wealth and power rise with open borders, trade giveaways, and endless war. Trump, at least in principle and often in practice, threatens all three of these of pillars of the elite class. See, Donald's rich, but he's not part of the elite. That's why he can identify with a common man. And he does. There are hardly any rich, really wealthy people that do that. But he does. How does he get so much blue-collar vote? Because he resonates what he says with blue-collar values, and I'd like to believe white-collar values of people who don't feel like they're trade or their occupation is in jeopardy by speaking the truth. He goes on to say, anti-Trump hysteria is the final is in the final analysis, not about Trump. The regime simply cannot allow Trump to be president, not because of who he is, although that bothers him, but because of who his followers are. You think they hate Trump? Trump is only the figurehead for you and for me. He represents the great majority of our core values. And if it was only Trump they had to get rid of, well, they think that if they get rid of, they cut the head off the beast, then the beast dies with it. That's their attitude. The fact of the matter is, though, could we survive as a headless beast? There are 100 million of us. If they take him out one way or another directly or political strategy or cheating or any one of the tools that the that the, the devil keeps handy in his toolkit, do we go away and fold? Do we just pack up and leave? Or do we become more righteously indignant? More on that conclusion in a minute. But the complaints about the nature of Trump are just proxies for objections to the nature of his base, meaning his followers. For those who bleat the loudest about democracy are also audibly and visibly determined to then deny a real choice to one half of the country. No matter how you vote, you are not going to get X, whether X is a candidate or a policy. And if they do that, 
I can tell you, it is going to increase the discontent. It's going to increase the anxiety. It'll reduce our options till we get down to that which I have said for years, and I'm positive will happen, is the country's going to split and we'll have a recession. I'll give you a little couple of tidbits on that when we get to the end. So Anton asked the question, how are we supposed to have democracy when the policies and the candidates that we want and vote for aren't allowed into the process? How are we supposed to live together with a constant demonization from one side against the other, blaring 24-7 from the ruling classes every propaganda organ? Then Anton actually goes, goes on to ask this poignant question. And why would we want to? Why would we want to come together with evil? What, what concord does Christ have with Belial? What fellowship is there with light and darkness? We could get along when the Republicans were generally pro-business, the Democrats were generally pro-labor, they were a little more anti-war, than the Republicans, Republicans are a little more pro-war. <clears throat> At least until the late 60s, those sides generally got along. Then the divisions started, and the left saw how they could sow strife and further discord and use strife and confusion to generate political advantage. That hasn't changed, folks, at all. So... Where are we? Well, where do you want to be? He asked the question, why would we want to be in constant communication and companionship with those who are going to demonize us 24-7, just blaring propaganda? What, what fellowship was there between the KGB and the average Russian citizen? Or the people of Cuba and Fidel Castro? Were they having barbecue cookouts and hot dog weenie roasts? and celebrating freedom and worker uh, prosperity? Of course not. There was a gulf between them as far as America is from Europe. That's the divide. You see, things are getting worse, but they're getting worse because they have to get worse. They would love for Trump to just walk away, right? But how likely is that? I mean, considering that for the other side, they thought that they could get rid of him with Mar-a-Lago. But the fact is, Trump just won't go away. And they keep going after him with greater and deeper and more sinister tactics and lies and politicizing the enforcement, law enforcement agencies of the United States, which are supposed to protect us, but now are attacking us and demonizing us. You see, Trump causes the left to just sit there and twitch and squirm in their underwear every time his name comes up. And then Mar-a-Lago, designed to finish him off, and Trump wasn't dead, but to whatever extent he was waning, has resurrected him to a higher level than ever before. And I'm just going to, one more quote from his piece here. No, no, actually, I'm going to keep going. I got a few, we got a few more minutes than I thought. He said, since the long goodbye 
has about as much along. No, in other words, he was talking about Trump here. They just want him to do a slow fade. The long, a term for the long goodbye is just a slow fade. He says, since the long goodbye has about as much chance as Kamala Harris completing a sentence without cackling, plan A is to use the January 6th show trials to make it impossible for Trump to run again, or barring that, to win again. But that's not working not well enough, at least not yet. They may have dented Trump a little in the opinion polling, but not enough to prevent him from getting the GOP nomination. But even if they do, or if they can do further damage to Trump, Trump will have plenty of time in the next two and a half years to get his numbers back up. And the ruling class will surely help him in that endeavor by being ever more radical, ever more hateful, and incompetent. For they've shown time and again that there is no moderation in them. They can't let up one single mile per hour, not even when easing back is in their best interest. I mean, that's it. They they are doing, they're stupid. But this is where the devil gets ahead of steam and he thinks he's just going to close the, close the deal, close the gap with one fell swoop. If the Democrats had any brains, they would back off. Let Trump have his rallies, not giving him anything to complain about. And now Fox News has boycotted him, except when they can slam him. So we're boycotting Fox News other than Tucker Carlson. But they can't let up, not even when easing back is in their clear interest. Whether they are driven by the demands of their base, their own internal conviction, or some supernatural force, well, God only knows the answer to that. Now, the Justice Department is already... Uh, throwing out these leaks that they're thinking about a seditious conspiracy claim against him, and that might be the charge. So let's get this. They're going to try to bring a seditious conspiracy charge against a former president for phone calls and texts, ambiguously at best, at best ambiguously connected to a protest in which many walk-through doors held open by Capitol Police, with minimal property damage, where the only people who died were unarmed protesters, most directly by federal officials, and which may have been a setup, or at the least, as Mr. Anton says, egged on by the feds. Our own serious domestic terrorists in the government. He concludes with, I know you think that it's perfectly obvious that some will say, or some will say it's perfectly obvious that Trump is guilty. There are those who will state that anyone who doesn't agree with them is simply insane. But here's the other part of this deal. For as many as there are, there seem to be at least 100 million, of which you and I are part of, that cannot be convinced that Trump has done wrong or that the left is doing right. Here comes the divide. I do not think that there is any healing in this nation. Not at this point. Listen to last week's program. To have a few people repent doesn't change the country if the country doesn't change and the and the reasons for God's judgment remain in place. Upon what basis would there be for God to heal a nation when the nation doesn't want to be healed and it continues doing what it wants to do. There needs to be enough people repent. 
that the laws, the customs, the recent culture is changed as in being more righteous, that has to change in order for the government to be righteous. And as the scripture says, that when the righteous rule, the people rejoice. But when the wicked rule, the people mourn. The prayers may open up a revival to some, but the revival has to get down line and change the course of events. If not, the nation isn't doing anything differently than what brought it under judgment to begin with. So the divide is deep. The divide is wide. And will it end in a peaceful secession by good states? That's what I tend to think. Followed by bloodshed when the feds can't take it because the peaceful states that are leaving provide most of the tax revenue and they don't want to let us go. They don't want us to prosper. They don't want us to be independent of the government. They don't want us to have good marriages, sound marriages. No tranny this, no tranny that, no queer marriage, no no abortions. They don't want that. They want total and complete control. We could leave peacefully and they attack us. That's why you do not sell your saddle, i.e. your guns and your ammo. Or it could be a civil war launched by actually either side, but not really. The civil war will actually be launched by the left. Violence by the left if Trump wins. And they'll talk about their Cal exit like Brexit and that stuff, Blexit. Well, if California wants to leave, good riddance. Don't let the screen door slap them in the fanny on the way out. They are part of the problem. The evil oozes out of that state, as you got a little taste of earlier in this program. Let them go. They're a drag. They're not a help. Good businesses will go to other states. They'll leave Californians wake. They'll have a recession. The good, the good states will prosper. The people will rejoice because the righteous are in authority. It's as simple as that. And if the righteous are not in authority anywhere in the United States, we've got to go and create our own country where it could be the authority. The left will hate that. They'll be jealous. They're losing their taxpayers. They're losing all their, they're losing their compliance suckers. Then they'll, they will then attack us. But where does the violence come in on our side? It's a little thing called self-defense. Yep, self-defense. So when the leftist regime, if they win, is out to crush any remaining political dissent, and let me interject this question with another question. What countries can you think of where when the left finally got what they believed to be total control or significant control, what country that was leftist, communist, socialist, doesn't matter, what country did not try to finish it off with force? Venezuela? Bolshevik Revolution in Russia? Mao under China, Fidel Castro, go right on down the line. They sneak in by cheat or by whatever way, but when they get to that certain point of left-wing critical mass, they will not wait for it to be concluded peacefully. They crush violently their enemies. It's why we have to keep our guns and our ammo for defense. For defense of ourselves, our property, our cities, our states, for those who uh, are going to leave, 
which they will. There just come a point that wait, the speed with which the left is pushing it is what is causing more people to consider that as maybe the only way out. The number of people who think that good states need to leave are increasing incredibly. It's reaching about 40% among Republicans and about 25% among independents. Isn't that something? So what they think is going to crush us may be the catalyst to our independence. In other words, maybe our independence lies in Satan overplaying his hand. There's something that I wanted to read to you sent to me by David Lane of the American Renewal Project. I didn't get to it. I apologize for that because we're down to just a few minutes. I know that I've I've beat this like a dead horse, but do not miss last week's program. Try to ignore that ticking in the background. Get a pen and paper out. Copy the verses down that I give you and study them. Then take it to others. Send that program to others. Send this program to others. This is really, really important. We are not the frog being slowly cooked in the pot. Satan has just gone to high broil. I don't even know if that's the name. I think broil is high, right? Shows you how much I know about cooking. He's just gone to the mat. He's gone from, he went from uh, first gear to second gear to fifth gear under Joe Biden. He went from first to second or maybe first to third under Barack Obama. Donald Trump helped us downshift as a country. I don't know that we downshifted as a people as far as we downshifted as far as our laws and the things that he repealed. He is the greatest modern-day American president, and to me, he is America's Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill, who was a great leader in times of great conflict and not so great when there wasn't conflict. His strength lay when people were ready to cut and run, people ready to throw in their towel, ready to flee. He came along and encouraged them and gave them hope. Make Britain great again. And if it and if we can't make it great again, we're going to go down fighting. But let no one say that this was anything other than Britain's finest hour. You see, we don't get judged by God on the results of our efforts. We get judged by the extent to which we are obedient in carrying out the task that he has called us to do. It may lead to the success that we think, well, that we want. It may not. Maybe we are not in the civilization, that's, in the generation that sees that kind of victory. Maybe we're not the the, um, the the generation which reaps in this life the labors and the toil and the benefit of what we have sown. Maybe it may be a succeeding generation. After all, look at the founders. Through blood, sweat, tears, the loss of life, their funds, their property. Look at what they gave up. Many of those founders never actually seeing the fruit of their sacrifice. But they knew it would be recognized by a later generation. 
What we're doing will be recognized by a later generation if God does favor us, even with the punishment that accompanies repentance. We get more time as a, as a country. But in the meantime, you got to do what you've been called to do, to sit tall in the saddle and ride for the brand. Because you ride for the brand of the gospel of Jesus Christ. See you next week. Saddle of your heart.